0: Money FM 89.3. Best of Breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the Bigger Picture. Today we are zooming in. On some of the PMI data numbers coming up for Singapore. And right off the press, we've got the latest from the SP Global Singapore Desk. And we are looking at the private sector registering an overall worsening in business conditions and new orders and activity expanding only marginally. So, all in as a result, supply constraints and price pressures eased. And we are seeing the 12 year or 12 month outlook for activity turning negative for the first time in nearly a year. Let's check in with Pan Jingyi, the Economics Associate Director for S&P Global Market Intelligence for that data download and the analysis. Morning, Jingyi. How are you doing today?
1: Good morning, Ryan. Um, I hope everyone's keeping warm in this day. (laughs) It
0: is typically quite (laughs) cold in the studio. Help us uh, with maybe some good news, some bright spots later on as we unpack the data. But let's start with the overview first. What is the PMI uh, reading right now in context of what we've been seeing in the past year?
1: Yeah, uh, Ryan, so I think as you just mentioned, we did see the number itself sliding. So 49.6 below the, the first day mark is actually contraction. But the mile one for the Singapore economy, the whole uh, economy, including private Manufacturing and service sector altogether. Um, I think broadly what we're seeing is that new orders and output, they are still in growth, but that actually slowed into February itself. January, we did have some support coming through from likes of tourism and Chinese reopening. Uh, But right now, I think that situation for Singapore itself has slowed. So as a result, employment levels actually fell again in February. And purchasing activity also declined overall again at a steeper rate, with that being said, I think you also mentioned as well the good news is that supply and price pressures have in fact eased although the overall business outlook I think is still well pretty much not too positive at this point of time, so it would be important to see you know whether we could see demand perhaps you know renew and improve into well, the coming months to uh, further sharp confidence.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at PI data for the past year or so, and it looks like generally it's been drifting lower. So how much of a worry is it when you look at the data this month?
1: Yeah, so I think one thing that I really point out is that our only sentiment indicator, which as you mentioned, you know, the 12-month outlook for output in the coming 12 months itself. So that itself had actually turned negative for the first time since last March. Um, so really showing a bit of, uh, well, I would say a little bit of a significant change over here. Uh, this itself stemming from worries over the inflation picture and the global economic outlook. But I would say, you know, in January, we did see, well, growth still sustaining so I think it's a little bit of a treading water situation for what we're seeing the the readings um, overall. As mentioned, again, it's well down to whether demand could actually potentially show some improvement. Um, overall, we did see the likes of flash PMIs from developed economies, including the U.S. and U.K., actually showing a bit of an improvement in situation. Uh, whether that's one-off due to the fact that we have warmer weather in those areas, warmer than usual weather in those areas, Uh, remains to be seen but you know with that being said we'll hopefully fully be able to see better situation coming
0: through yeah hopefully in the coming months we see a bit of improvement as we hopefully see um, price pressures also ease up Um, among the bright spots we are looking out for is perhaps a reopening story in china the latest pmi data around factory activity rose for the first time in seven months in february so how much will that play into the singapore numbers and the coming readings
1: Yeah, well, so I think that itself is definitely a a highlight and I think, you know, equally well Monday when we had the data and the market reaction has shown the positive uh, reaction in both equities and also the FX market. Um, I think that is, in fact, reflecting the positive expectations towards some of these um, latest changes um, in China itself. Um, So I would say that, you know, that aside, though, we do have some of other bright spots, including easing supply chain worries. Of course, this having been also stemming from the fact that if you look at China's manufacturing picture, um, some of the easing supply chain issues over there the like crisis is for well, Singapore economy supply chain issues easing so average delivery times are actually almost unchanged after having worsened quite steeply in the previous month and then you have the likes of price pressures actually also declining which is a positive sign for well both the um, so input cost inflation had actually lowered from February. Um, this itself really supporting, I think, the private sector firms as well as the well consumers, the, their clients altogether because the output prices, they have passed on the rising cost at a slower rate to clients. So I think this itself is mm. a positive In fact, that it's very close to the series average now. So it's showing quite a bit of a um, a positive sign. So all of this is going to mean that in you know, on the policies, the tightening of monetary policies in many developed countries that appear to be working and that's the trend we have been seeing. But whether you know, this is going to be convincing enough for well, a slower rate rise or like in a stop, which is what potentially we may not be hoping for, I think remains to be seen at this point.
0: Right. Recheng she is the Economics Associate Director for S&P Global Market Intelligence and talking about the china reopening story i'm trying to wrap my head around this right so we've seen in the past weeks the easing on these price pressures but i'm thinking hey if china's reopening demand will go up and price pressures might go back up again. How much might that happen and what's the momentum on the easing of price pressures?
1: Yeah, and I think definitely, you know, that was the worry that we did have, whether that reopening boom is going to be present um, and especially on the prices side of things. So, so far, the Caixin number that we collect here as a Global Market Intelligence, that surprised on the upside of 51.6 in the Monday release. Um, but I think, you know, importantly is that while the positive signs on the demand side have been seeing solid upturns in production and new orders, um, I think a good sign for the rest of the world is that there have also been easing supply chain pressures in China itself, the well, manufacturing side, um, And at the same time you did have the fact that inflationary pressures remain relatively muted and confidence remained to be high. So I think at this point of time, the risk persists, but I think the so far the early signs are not saying that we are going to have that kind of worry. Whether that demand eventually feeds through the higher inflation and crowd in other parts of the world, such as the US, UK, is still, I think, you know on the horizon that, that possibility may be seen because we did find a bit of an output price pressure there. But that, I would say, is not really stemming from what we're seeing in China. It's more a little bit more attuned towards Um, service activity in the rest of the world actually doing a little bit better weather again Hmm. this is due to the fact that we had warmer than usual weather I think we may see enough fortunately but um, yeah some of these positive signs
0: more data for clarity and taking a step back and looking at the US Uh, we've seen some Fed speakers coming out in the past week the latest is Rafael Bostic from Atlanta saying hey 25 basis points might be enough Uh, but others have been saying hey maybe it's 50 so this is back and forth going on between what might the Fed do in the next FMC meeting later this month. So if you look at the data, Jingyi, is that enough for them to be worried about to raise interest rates at the moment? If you look at the inflation data, that is now hotter than expected in some parts. And then you've got the labour market still remaining quite tight. How much of the economy is going to factor in terms of the latest indicators? Uh, how strong is it right now?
1: Well, so I think a lot of what we have seen in the past two weeks or so is really that first strong reaction towards the flash data, which is about 85% of the survey that we have. Um, I think certainly you did have the fact that the flash U.S. composite, so the whole economy indicator, coming through at 60.2, which is actually an eight-month high, so a renewal back into expansion. I think that really captured the market's attention for the fact that uh, I think not a lot of us are perhaps expecting a, well, number to come back on the PMI, especially during a time where the Fed has been persistently actually tightening um, their monetary policy. So I think on that end itself, it does come across as concern. But I think importantly as well, we also want to point out is that the trend for prices remain on the downside. It's still uh, turning lower, um, although historically elevated. So I think that two factors have put the Fed in a bit of a tight spot. I think they are generally Um, the kind of picture that we're looking at is one where prices may still be elevated for some time, but the likelihood of recession is greatly reduced at this point of time. Mm. So what's seeming a little bit synonymous with speculation may be the case. Uh, But generally I think the Fed may actually have to just be keeping rates um, at the higher rate for longer. I think it's still the base case scenario Uh, whether more hikes are coming through. I think at this point of time it's still too early to tell because the numbers are definitely not saying that much of an
0: urgency as well. Yeah, Jingyi, I think when we started a year, we were in some corners expecting to some degree the Fed might be cutting rates in the second half this year, but that's pretty much out of the window right now, looking at some of the latest <laughs> indicators. Uh, looking at the US dollar, we're seeing bond yields go up. How much will that support a stronger dollar this year and how will that affect Asian economies?
1: Well, so I think that itself is something that we are um, observing and definitely on the US dollar strength part, I think it also falls back to how the data itself is going to trend and I think at this point of time, a little bit better than expected situation. Uh, could potentially actually well, keep it a little bit on the strong side. But overall, I think, you know, it really depends once again on whether the risk of recession, which I think, you know, as you mentioned, is back to recalibration kind of kind of situation. Um, so I think, yeah, it's still too early to tell.
0: All right, we'll check in with you again. Pan Jingyi, the Economics Associate Director for S&P Global Market Intelligence. Jingyi, thanks for your time and have a great weekend in advance. Thank you. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.